Well, I'm just going to say it. Socialism or communism is not compatible with Christianity. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. It's the Brian Sussman Show podcast. I apologize for the audio quality. I'm doing a little traveling, and this is the only computer I have. So be it. I know you'll be able to listen and hopefully, hopefully be informed, be encouraged at the end of the day, and be equipped to go forth in battle because the enemy we face is one that does not believe in God. I'm talking about the earthly enemy as well as the spiritual enemy. The devil himself likes to fire fiery darts our way to confuse, to harm. And in this particular podcast, we're going to go after the root of some of those fiery darts on the planet, and that would be Marxism. Well, let's begin the discussion. Some would say right off the bat, whoa, 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 wait, you can't say this. Socialism has no room for Christianity. I know plenty of Christians who are socialists. Well, uh, they're completely misinformed. They're completely misguided. It was Karl Marx who said this, and Vladimir Lenin followed up. Now, Karl Marx was a philosopher. He was a philosopher. And he came up with a political philosophy in the 1800s that took root and has spread like wildfire over much of the globe. Vladimir Lenin was the first political leader to adopt Marxism into his practices, and that was in Russia. And by the way, Marxism has brought about, Marxism in in the last century, Marxism brought about more deaths than all the wars combined. Some historians say over a hundred million people died because of Marxism. Now, getting back to that whole idea of socialism, because a lot of people say, wait a second, Christians can be socialists. Uh, I don't think so. It was Karl Marx and Vladimir Lenin who both said this, socialism ultimately leads to Marxism. That's the goal. The goal, this was the quote, the goal of socialism is Marxism. It's a stepping stone to Marxism. We have plenty of people in our own United States government today who would call themselves democratic socialists. They're communists, plain and simple. If that word is too harsh for you, let's just say it this way. They're Marxists. Marxism is a political philosophy developed by German philosopher Karl Marx. It focuses on class struggle. It focuses on various ways to ensure equality of outcome for all people. That would be equity. What's the big talk nowadays? The big talk nowadays in the United States of America is class struggle, ethnic struggle. Some people are, are born oppressed. And there are some people born oppressors. And in this country, it seems to have to do everything with color. And some, in some cases, um, monetary whereabouts. But for the most part, it's about color in this country. And then, of course, we have the equality of outcome for all people. That's equity, equity. The, the politicians are all talking about it. And people are lapping it up like nobody's business because in this country, sadly as opposed to being taught what the Bible has to say, they've been taught this socialism stuff 
which again is really Marxism in fancy, clo uh, fancy clothing. Marxism and Marxian analysis. Now, these, these do have their own schools of thought, but the basic idea is that the ruling class in any nation has historically oppressed the lower classes. I'm giving you the definition of Marxism. The ruling class has historically oppressed the lower classes. It's just what we're hearing in the United States of America today. And the social revolution is needed to create a classless, homogenous society. Or I guess you could say homogeneous. But the bottom line is Marxism teaches that the best system of government is one in which wealth is distributed equally. There is no private property and every citizen gives selflessly to the collective. Every place this has been attempted, it's failed miserably. Private property, of course, is lapped up by the state. Citizens do not give selflessly to the collective. They become slackers with cradle-to-grave welfare benefits, which are pretty scant at best. And the purported goal of Marxism is a government-run utopia. No one's been able to do it yet. And sadly, there are politicians in this country who really and truly believe, give us a shot. Give us a shot. We will do it. We can do it. Ideally, in such a utopia, you would have each individual being provided for, their needs would be provided for, the strong would work hard, the inventive create technological marvels, the doctors would heal, the artists would delight, anyone who is weak or poor and in need can draw on society's combined resources as their needs demand. But what happens in those environments is very simple. Uh, the strong don't work hard because they look around them and think, wait a second, this slacker could be working hard too. The creative don't create technological marvels because what's the incentive? The incentive in this country is, hey, work hard, come up with a technology that's going to benefit life, benefit society, and you can make big money. So you work night and day and night and day and put your own capital at risk and you come up with this invention that is absolutely awesome. But in a country that's communist, what's the incentive? You make the, the wonderful uh, product, you come up with a great invention, and you remain living in the collective with everybody else. Doctors, well, I guess doctors would work and do their very best because they're commanded to, but beyond that, they're going to be just robots checking in, checking out. Every time, again, I just want to, I want to really focus on this. Every time this idealistic model has been attempted, it's, it's failed. It's failed under every name, not just Marxism, not just democratic socialism, but liberalism progressivism. It's all the same thing, just in different degrees. It's never worked in real life. It's never worked in real life. And in each particular case, I want to get this so impressed into your mind. In each particular case where it's been attempted, Christians have been persecuted. Why? 
because there's a foundational difference between Marxism and Christianity. It's a deep divide that will never be bridged, ever. It's impossible. Marxism is an atheistic philosophy. There is no room for belief in God, period, none. Karl Marx himself was very clear on this point. Karl Marx said the first requisite of the happiness of the people is the abolition of religion. I talk about this in, I guess, both my books, Climate Gate and Eco-Tyranny. Christianity, of course, is rooted in theism. It's all about God. Marxism is atheism. In the Marxist model, the state becomes the provider. The state becomes the sustainer. The state becomes the protector. In short, the state is viewed as God. Christians always appeal to a higher authority, right? We appeal to the God of the universe, the creator of the universe. Marxist governments don't like the idea of there being any higher authority than themselves. It's an insult. In fact, in fact, the Marxist would look upon the theist as, as a fool. As a fool. A fool that needs to be dealt with. A fool that first needs to be re-educated, and if that doesn't work, imprisoned for life, and if that doesn't work, if they're still rebellious while behind bars, well, we have ways of doing things. And one of the basic tenets of Marxism is that private property must be abolished. Wherever Marxism has taken root, by the way, landowners see their properties confiscated by the state. This is why uh, my relatives on my father's side came to America from Russia. Lenin was just taking power. And they saw what was happening. And they realized for the future of their family, their best bet would be to send my grandfather to America. He, they, he was placed on a ship. He was sent to America. And, and this was the mandate. Go to America. Learn English. Find a job. Send for your brother. And he did. He came to America at 13 and found a job. That story is incredible. Learned English. He learned how to read it, speak it, read it, and write it. And then, well, by then, I should say, it was too late. His brother never made it to America. What happened to the rest of the family? Uh, it's, it's rather hard to determine, even with 23andMe and those type of operations. But Marxism directly contradicts several biblical principles. The Bible assumes the existence of private property and issues commands to respect it. Injunctions, injunctions like, you shall not steal. And something like that is meaningless without private property. Because when we talk about the government, a Marxist government taking your private property, we're not just talking about the land. We're talking about your stuff. Your stuff is their stuff first. And whatever you have is essentially lent to you, a gift to you, maybe leased to you. The Bible honors work and teaches that individuals are responsible to support themselves. What does 2 Thessalonians 3.10 say? The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. 
Bible's very clear on this. That's harsh, but that's the way it works. The redistribution of wealth mandated by Marxism destroys accountability and a biblical work ethic. What is a biblical work ethic, by the way? I think this is a really important thing to, to think about. Colossians 3, 25 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who you are serving. This is the Christian work ethic. We are commanded to put forth our best efforts, to work from our heart and soul at whatever we do. We are accountable to God and we're stewards of the gifts he has given us. Our work flows out of our gratefulness to him. I mean, this goes all the way back to Genesis 2. The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And throughout the Old Testament, God gives the Israelites specific instructions about how to do their work. This is the Christian work, work ethic, the biblical work ethic. Jesus has a parable in Matthew 25 that clearly teaches our responsibility to serve God with our private resources. There is no way, no way to reconcile Marxism with the parable of the talents. Marxism is ultimately about material things. I talked about this in podcast number 118, The Natural World. A guy like Karl Marx could not see beyond the natural world. We're all just products of, of evolution living in the natural world, and much of what we do is already programmed within our hearts. It, there, there's no room for the supernatural. And that's where the Marxist really has a tough time, or the naturalist has a tough time, because when you when you bring up the fact that, wait a second, sometimes we can have astounding ideas where we're very kind and benevolent and do things to improve somebody's life. Where does that come from? You're just saying that's a random act of nature? Seems to me that comes from a heart that's been supernaturally moved. They can't handle that. They ultimately believe only about material things. Christianity ultimately believes in spiritual things. Frederick Engels, who was Marx's writing partner, said that Marx's great insight was that men must, first of all, eat and drink and have shelter and clothing before they can pursue politics, science, art, religion, and the like. In other words, Marxism seeks to meet the physical needs, and until those needs are met, man is incapable of any higher aspirations. It's kind of like an animal. Now, give your animals some food, give them a little water, give them a place to sleep, and, and, and then, then after that, you know, maybe we can get something out of them that will be beneficial. Mark saw us as, as, as animals. And that's why he believed in a heavy-handed government, because we're animals. And many of us, maybe most of us, can't be trusted. Even when you feed us, even when you give us a place to eat, even when you take care of those particular needs, there's something that happens in our hearts that causes us, in many cases, to rebel. He, he saw mankind, especially in the United States, as just one of total rebellion. Look at what they're doing. They're ruining the planet. And at the end of the day, they'll kill one another and destroy the planet. Heavy-handed government. That's the only way to keep these people under our thumb. 
Jesus taught, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Can you imagine? It's, just, it's as if he's speaking to Karl Marx. Karl Marx, if we give them what they need, we can keep them under control. Jesus taught, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? The utopia that Marxism seeks to develop is, is earthly, it's man-made, it's evil. Christians look to the Lord Jesus to establish a heavy, heavenly kingdom. We believers understand that given man's sinful nature, because we believe it is sinful, there is no perfect system in this world. The perfect system is yet to come. Greed, the abuse of power, selfishness, laziness will taint even the purest of motives. That's why we are filled with the Holy Spirit to do good works. Yes, now, it's really true. Some people do attempt, and, and these people are just so ignorant. Some people attempt to combine Christianity and, and, and the Marxist philosophy. Their attempts may be well-meaning, but they are so misguided. They are so impractical. The Puritans, by the way, this is, this is something that you need to know about. The Puritans, when they came to New England, they tried communal living for a period of time. For the most part, they were brothers and sisters in Christ. They thought, let's do this. We'll all be living as one. <laughs> when, when the Plymouth Colony was founded, there was no private property. All the food was distributed equally amongst all regardless of one's job or regardless of one's work ethic. But that system, it's, it's, it really did fall apart very soon. All you have to do is read of Plymouth Plantation by the colony's governor, William Bradford, and you'll get the full story on that. Attempting to combine Christianity with Marxism also ignores, well, sin. Marxism believes there is no sin. Marxism does not value human life the way a Christian would value human life. Marxism sees, again, there is no moral compass with Marxism. With the, with the Marxists, the ends will justify the means, period. Whatever it takes, period. In summary, the Bible promotes freedom. The Bible promotes personal responsibility. The Bible promotes a strong work ethic. The Bible promotes moralism. None of these concepts lasts long under Marxism. They're really not tolerated. And there's a reason why. In Marxist states such as today, communist China, such as today, Cuba, such as today, believe it or not, even Vietnam. And also in the old Soviet Union, which still has many overtones of communism, Christians are always persecuted. Yeah, it's really interesting because even when you go to some of these very, well, the, the Middle Eastern countries that are Islamic, the Islamic countries have tremendous overtones of communism placed within them. 
even though they are supposedly uh, deist governments. Many, many communist overtones. And in all of those situations, Christians are always persecuted. Always persecuted. And by the way, I might add this. Where there is persecution, there is great growth within the church. I'm reading things today about what's happening in Iran. And I've had some encounters with brothers and sisters who are ministering to Christians in Iran. The gospel is exploding there. It's happening throughout many Muslim countries. And how is it exploding? It's via one-on-one secret evangelism. It's via the underground church. And it's via visitations in the middle of the night from Jesus himself to various believers. I have met uh, two guys who have had such such, uh, situations in their own life. One is a brother in a Bible study that I'm a part of over Zoom every Saturday morning. Uh, He lives in a certain part of the Middle East. He was a Muslim sheikh. He was in high regard amongst his Muslim brothers and sisters. And Jesus showed up to him in the middle of the night in a hospital room where he was was suffering of stage four lung cancer. Jesus healed him. He came to know the Lord. He's now a pastor. I have another friend in Iran, same type of situation. That story would take me another 21 minutes just to tell. And maybe I will in a future Brian Sussman Show podcast. But the bottom line is it's exploding. In China, I've been hearing the numbers about the underground church in China, which again is suffering persecution. The, 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 press, the press is on and the church is growing. This kind of persecution is bringing forth a harvest. That's the good news. That's the good news. The ideas espoused by Marxism are antithetical to the teachings of Jesus Christ. The differences are irreconcilable. But again, the good news, the good news, keep your prayers up for these brothers and sisters in these lands. Because again, while their very lives are are in peril, the gospel is going out. People are being saved. It's like in the book of Acts. It's unbelievable. So despite the fact, despite the fact that we have many in this country espousing this awful, sickening, devilish worldview, at the end of the day, God's going to be victorious. And by the way, I've read the end of the book. (laughs) God really is victorious. I would like to uh, thank, by the way, uh, a, a beautiful article that I've been referring to throughout the course of this podcast, is Marxism compatible with the Christian faith? That's by the good folks at gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org. More on me at briansussman.com. This is the Brian Sussman Show, available wherever you happen to listen to your podcast and pretty much on every platform. I hope you'll continue to help me get the word out about this podcast. I'm now on Instagram, Brian Sussman Show. You can also find me on Telegram, Brian Sussman Show. And I look forward to interfacing with you on those platforms as well. Appreciate you, my friends. God bless you. And God bless and God have mercy on. United States of America.